When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much, and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that, of course. Always glad to hear that our listeners are out there hearing us today. We're in our seventh year of Growing Your Wealth and a lot of great information to come. On today's show, we want to talk about a number of things, but I want to start out with something that, you know, a lot of people are interested in, and that is annuities. But in this segment, I want to talk about annuities as a bond substitute. First of all, Brian, how big is the bond market? Oh, it's pretty big. I mean, oh, oh yeah. Uh, if you took the value of every stock in the world, of every publicly traded company, and converted it to uh, rocks, let's say, and had a rock <laughs> pile, the bond rock pile would be much bigger than the value of all companies combined globally. So it is huge. It is enormous. It's hard to even believe that because you think, well, you know, I own stocks. I don't think I own bonds. Well, you probably do in your portfolios. Your pensions are probably tied to bonds. Your insurance annuities are tied to bonds. Your mortgages are tied to bonds. All the money we borrow for the government is bonds. Uh, that's, that's where you get the money is they issue bonds. So bonds are an enormous component of the world's economy. It's the biggest investment class there is. So we wanted to talk about bonds and alternatives to bonds in this segment. And Brian, a lot of people may have heard the word bonds. They don't know exactly what they are, but bonds are really just a loan, aren't they? Yeah, they're a, they're a promise. A bond is a promise. A loan is a promise. Uh, if you loan me money, I promise my bond to you is I will pay you back with interest. Mm -hmm. So that's what a bond is. And so uh, many people issue bonds. So federal government, I, I think I've heard they issue, they borrowed a few bucks over the years, right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Uh, they issue bonds. Uh, Long-term bonds are, are called, you know, treasury bonds. Uh, Shorter-term ones might be notes, and really short ones are bills. So, But they're all bonds in the end. You've got municipalities when they build a new sewer system you get, or build a new high school. They, they often float a bond measure out there. You've got corporations. Corporations borrow money. They, don't, they typically don't go to the bank. You'd think, well, doesn't Amazon or Apple, well, you know, why would Apple even borrow money? Don't they have tons of money? Yeah, well, the money's so cheap out there from the investment world, they issue bonds and they have to pay very, very low interest rate. And then they take that, that money they get and they buy back their own shares on the market and they prop up their share value by issuing bonds. So corporations will issue bonds. Uh, mortgages, they're, they're sold on the bond market. That's what happened in 2008. They packaged tons of mortgages together and they were individually all pieces of garbage, but together in a big package, they decided it was better. But in the end, it was just a bigger package of garbage. And so they weren't very good. But uh, yeah, so your mortgages are bonds. Again, annuities are generally supported by bonds, uh, life insurance products, bonds. So bonds are all over the place, but they are just a promise. 
And Brian, we've often heard advisors suggest a 60-40 stock bond split, and that is when bonds had a significant rate of return. Historically, bonds have been a a pretty good deal, haven't they? Yeah, historically they have been. So I'm going to differentiate between historically and what I think is going to happen in the future. But historically, there's been two good things. Bond yields used to be higher. So if you owned a bond, you were getting a really nice interest rate often. And when new bonds are being issued at lower rates, because interest rates have been dropping for many years, because you own a bond paying a higher percentage, your bond is worth more. When yours is paying 5% and new ones are paying 3 you can go to the market and say, hey, I've got a promise at 5%. You can sell your bond at a premium. And so people will pay extra because they're thinking, well, I can only get three on the open market. I can get five with you. Well, yeah, but you're going to have to pay me instead of 100 cents on the dollar, maybe 110 cents on the dollar for that premium. And so as interest rates have been falling for 40 years, bond values have gone up. And again, bond yields used to be really, really good in the past. And so by comparison to other countries, though, bond yields in the United States, even though they aren't great, are better than a lot of other countries because in other countries, I mean, you have to pay them to take your money, right? Yeah, bond yields have gotten to ridiculously low values. They really plunged uh, within the last year. And uh, a lot of countries were issuing 10-year treasuries, government bonds, at negative interest rates, which blows my mind why you buy one. You know, I'll give you $100,000 if you promise to give me 99000 <laughs> or 100000 I guess, uh, marks <laughs> or yen or whatever. Uh, if you promise to give me 99000 back in 10 years, well, that doesn't sound like a very good investment to me. But people were buying them for whatever reason, security, I guess. But yeah, so the, the rates have gotten to a point now. So I mentioned how you make money when interest rates drop. If interest rates go up, and let's say you go out and buy a 10-year treasury and it's paying 1.5%, say, and new treasuries are at 2.5%, uh, and you try and sell your treasury on the on the open market, you're going to sell it at a big discount because people can just buy a new one and get much higher interest rate. Why, why are they going to lock in a low interest rate with yours? So you, you have to give them a discount to entice somebody to buy it. So not only, and here's my prediction going forward, not only is the interest rate really low, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of money for your bond, uh, a lot of earnings anyway, but going forward, you can lose money if interest rates go up. And, you know, my thought is interest rates will go up or they might be somewhat steady, but they're, they're trending up. This is opposed to inflation. That's a whole nother matter. They are somewhat correlated, but uh, inflation is different from interest rates here that I'm talking about. But if interest rates go up, you'll lose money on the bonds that you own. So, Brian, we talked about annuities as a bond substitute, and uh, at least at this point, we don't think that bonds are going to get to the lofty heights that they were at one time. Do you think that using an annuity as a bond substitute is a good way to go? Yeah, it depends on your situation. I always have to give that caveat because there's never one right answer for everybody out there. But, you know, now you have alternatives. So you're sitting there going, okay, I've got money. I want it to be somewhat safe. I don't want to put this into real estate. I don't want to put it in the market. And so what are my options? Well, you can leave it in cash. You won't lose anything. You won't make anything. You can put it in a money market. You'll make 0.02%. You know, I don't know. Some almost nothing. You can put in a CD and make a little bit of money. You can put in a bond. And well, aren't there bond funds that pay 5%? Yeah, there sure are. Problem is those are called junk bonds. 
Those are bonds, promises from companies or organizations or, or countries that are, oh, let's just say it's pretty iffy if you're going to get your money back. It's somewhat iffy, and that's why they're rated the way they are, and that's why they have to pay more to entice an investment. So you can buy bonds, and as we just discussed, yeah, but didn't you just say, Brian, that bond yields are low and I could lose money if rates go up and I think rates are going up? I said, yeah. Well, I don't want bonds. What else you got? You haven't convinced me of anything. You said cash, money markets, CDs, and bonds. I'm not feeling the love, Brian, not yet. So uh, another category is annuities. All right. And fixed index annuities can be designed for two purposes. Primarily, one purpose is for lifetime cash flow. We'll cover that in another part of the show. But for in this case, I'm talking about a bond substitute, just an investment. An investment, most fixed index annuities have a floor of zero. So we're, okay, good. I yeah, That's a positive. Uh, can't lose money, right? Yeah. That, most of them that are designed for this purpose have a floor of zero annually. And they have a much higher upside than your bond yield can produce. And so that's why we often use, if we want, uh, we'll call it safe money, like they do on other shows, you know, if they're talking safe money, they're talking about fixed index annuities with a floor of zero. Now, you know, and we're, we'll talk about some of the details here uh, related to that, but that is one of the things we can do if we aren't too excited about investing into bonds. So if annuities are relatively safe, as you said, other shows call them safe money, they have a lower risk to them. I mean, it seems that they would be a good alternative to a bond. Is there any reason that you can think of, first of all, why someone would not want to use an annuity as a bond substitute? Yeah, there are some reasons there. And, and I did want to point out that I've listened to some of the other shows and there you get the, the growth of the market and don't take any of the risk. Well, anybody that believes that, I've got a bridge to sell you. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, really? I get I get all the gains of the market and none of the losses. That's a lie. That's not accurate. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in a second here. But yes, there's always negatives to every investment product, as we see on every show I've ever done, I think, in <laughs> seven years. Right. Uh, we, we say that. The negatives are that annuities are not as liquid as bonds. If you buy an annuity and six months later you go, you know, I want my money out of that. I, I'm just going to sell my annuity. Well, you, you can surrender it, but you're going to pay a, a surrender fee. They always have a term to them. It could be five years. It could be 10 years. It could be seven years. There's a term to them. Most annuities allow some liquidity to up to 10% a year, but that's 10%. It's not 100%. With a bond, you can buy it you know, today and sell it next week if you want. They are liquid. So that's one reason why you would not want to do an annuity over a bond. And Brian, being that bonds have been around for a long period of time, it looks like they're going to be here for a while as well, too. Even though they may not be enjoying the interest rates that they used to have, is there still a place for bonds in a portfolio? There may be. It uh, depends on your risk tolerance. Certainly, I am projecting my own opinion that I think rates could go up or be flat or go up. I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. You know, when, when rates, had, the treasuries dropped to 3%, I thought, well, how much lower are they going to drop? And then I saw them drop to half a percent for a time. I was like, okay, I'm still saying the same thing, but I've been wrong for a while. So, you know, I, I'm not saying I know what interest rates are going to be in the future. So you might want bonds in your portfolio portfolio and and just to uh, for just security I guess purposes that it reduces the risk if your alternatives are if you need to be liquid and you need, and you don't want to be in stocks and real estate then you may want bonds in your portfolio but 
And my long-range planning, uh, I'm, I'm going very light on bonds. Some bonds have decent yields. I'm, I'm not saying they don't, and they don't have to be junk bonds. There are other kinds of bonds like preferreds and convertible bonds and so forth that add an equity component to them that can have d- decent yields too. And, and so there's other sub-markets that we might consider also. So we won't count bonds out completely at this point. Annuities could be a good bond substitute, but we've got to find out more about annuities. And of course, we're going to be doing that in just a moment here on our radio program. In the meantime, if you have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation plan. Call 844-MADRONA to request it, or you can go online and visit madronafinancial.com and request it from there. That is madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about features of fixed index annuities as a pension substitute. And Brian, we know that most people, at least these days, do not have pensions. And pensions, for the most part, can either give you a lump sum or they can be a monthly annuity. So first of all, are you finding with your clients that most people do not have a pension and they're looking for some sort of substitute? Yeah, uh, most of my clients do not have a pension. A lot of them do, you know, because we, you know, we're uh, got Boeing in the backyard here, and a lot of federal or state uh, workers that, that might uh, have pensions. But for the most part, you know, big corporations anymore. You look at uh, Microsoft or Apple or Google or Amazon. Certainly, there's no pension. They've never had pensions at any of these big companies. So it's it's less and less. You know, we do have Social Security. That's a, a pension essentially, and some people do have pensions. But even for those people that do of pensions, don't turn off your radio just yet because this segment might be for you too. Your pension may not be enough for you to live on. So a pension investment is defined as something that will pay you monthly for as long as you live. And as you said, a lot of people don't have pensions these days. So what attributes of a fixed index annuity are attractive as a pension substitute? Yeah. You know, we we were talking about fixed index annuities can be used for different purposes. One is uh, just as a safe investment. It doesn't have any other real feature. It's just a safe investment. In this case, we're talking about fixed index annuity that add the option of a guaranteed lifetime cash flow. And so we can invest money, either retirement plan money, you know, money in your IRA, or non-retirement plan money outside of an IRA account. We can invest money into a fixed index annuity that pays you a guaranteed cash flow for life. And so that's, that's the topic for today. So, Brian, it sounds like fixed index annuities have a lot of positives to them as a pension substitute, but why would someone not want to consider a fixed index annuity for this purpose? Yeah, so fixed index annuities aren't for everybody. They're illiquid. So when you put money, let's say, okay, yeah, I want cash flow for life. And who doesn't want that? You know, so that's definitely a positive, cash flow for life. And we'll talk about different attributes uh, later, uh, whether it's increasing cash flow for life or a fixed. But getting back to it, cash flow for life is something most people want. I say, well, that sounds great. Why wouldn't I want that? Well, maybe you need liquidity. Maybe you're saying, yeah, but 
you know, because I'll have somebody say, yeah, I want cash flow for life. Let's do an annuity. But I need to have access to that money in three years because I want to buy a second home. I'm like, oh, whoa, back up the truck. We're not going to buy an annuity. They're not meant to be a liquid asset for other purposes. When you buy an annuity for the purpose of lifetime cash flow, you are designating a percentage of your investable money for the purpose of receiving lifetime checks. That's what its purpose is. It's not The purpose is not going to be to buy a second home. So if you want to buy a second home, make sure you have additional money outside of that annuity to do that with. So if you need liquidity, that would be a reason not to do one. Another reason not to do one is you might say, well, Brian, I'm, I'm a master investor. I, I make 20% a year on my investments. Why would I do an annuity? I won't make that. Um, you're absolutely right. Why would you do that? Go make your 20%. You'll have plenty of money to pay yourself monthly checks during your lifetime. And so, well, what if I'm wrong? Oh, okay, now we're getting down to it. What if you don't? Well, maybe you want to put some of your money into this because this would be a, we'll call it a safe investment. This is a, a really good investment if you live a long time because then the insurance company is going to be paying you when you outlive your life expectancy. They have to pay you monthly for as long as you live. So if you live a long time, you get a lot of free money from the insurance company. And conversely, if you die prematurely, the insurance company does not keep that principal balance They will pay the principal balance at the time of your death to your heirs. So, Brian, a lot of people say, well, this pension's going to last me the rest of my life. And uh, we've learned that a fixed index annuity can do that. Do the people who run these pension funds actually are those annuities? Is that what they're investing in? Yeah, basically, uh, when you have a pension, uh, let's say you work someplace for a long time uh, and you come up on retirement and they say, well, all right, you can either have um, $1,500 a month for life or you can have $500,000 lump sum. So the money's sitting there and they're waiting to see if you want the money as a lump sum or if they're going to buy an annuity to fund your pension. So that's essentially exactly what they're doing. They're, They're buying the annuity for you. Uh, when you choose the the pension amount from, say, Boeing or wherever you're at. So that, yeah, that's an equivalent. In this case, uh, though, we are buying an annuity ourselves, And you can only buy one through a licensed insurance person, uh, financial advisor or insurance licensed person. And then they can place you with an annuity. Not all annuities are the same. Not all companies that issue them are the same. So you have to have some trust in the company you're buying the annuity through. And they're all rated and so forth, so we can get a good indication of how financially strong they are. So it's important to buy your annuity from a financially strong insurance company. But more importantly, don't get talked into an annuity just because someone's trying to push it on you. You went to lunch and this person talked to you about safe money and how Mm -hmm. important it was and everybody needs their annuity and they they call you every day or every other day and try and get you to buy an annuity. Don't buy it because somebody's trying to sell it to you. Buy it because it's appropriate in your financial plan. You need the cash flow. You're okay uh, having some money that doesn't have risk reward, uh, you know, high points like the stock market or the real estate market can, and you're buying it for the right reasons. So there are about 250 annuities out there. Uh, Some advisors say there are around three of them that are worth their salt. So it's a good idea to deal with a financial advisor, someone who really does know these annuities and can vet them properly for you. Sometimes with a pension, Brian, it's a flat amount for the rest of your life, but other times it's an increasing cash flow. Can you get that increasing cash flow with a fixed index annuity? 
Yeah, a lot of pensions are flat for life. Some have a COLA, cost of living adjustment, but most of them do not. Same with fixed index annuities. Most of them are flat for life, but some of them have an increase tied to some kind of index. So uh, previously I've talked about fixed index annuities for accumulation. I didn't really talk about the crediting methods. Why can they pay more than CDs or, or bonds? Well, some of them will give you a percentage of the S&P 500 gains with no ceiling. It will never be 100%. So if they say you get the gains of the market without any of the loss, no, they mean you can get a percentage of the gains. Maybe it's 20%, maybe it's 30%, but it's a percentage of the gains on the upside and a zero on the downside. So if we had a good year like you know we've had in recent years and the market goes up, say, 20 30% a year, your fixed index annuity can pay really well in that year. If the following year it dropped by that much, you wouldn't lose anything in that year. And so that's, that's where they have some advantages over other investments. But back to the, your question, yes, you can buy a fixed index annuity with increasing lifetime cash flow. It's not a guaranteed increase. It's tied to some index relative to the stock and bond markets. So, Brian, the question is, if you die, what happens with this pension versus what happens with a fixed index annuity? Great question there, Jeff. So when you take a pension, you have some options. You can pick a life only, which means, okay, you live 30 years, they're going to pay you for 30 years. You live three more months, they'll pay you for three more months. When you die, what goes to your heirs? Nothing. You, you chose life only. If your life's three months, that's how many months you're, you got paid. That's it. And so that's a big negative to that. Uh, you could do life with uh, 50% to my spouse or life with 100% to my spouse. So now it's basically second to die. So it will go that long. Well, if you both get hit by a bus in three months, there's nothing left for your heirs. If one of you lives a long time, great. That worked out. With the fixed index annuities, it's different, though. It's better. So in all cases, whether you pick a life or a joint life, single life, whatever you do, it will pay out for the what, what you chose for how long you live. But if you die prematurely, the underlying principal balance plus any of the earnings minus what you've taken out will go to your heirs. And some even offer an additional free life insurance component on top of that. So your heirs would be taken care of in the case of untimely deaths. We're talking about fixed index annuities as a pension substitute with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, how does a fixed index annuity as a pension substitute fit into a financial plan? Well, uh, I think it can fit in quite well for a lot of my clients in that we all like cash flow. And let's say we, we're going to spend 120000 a year. Well, we look at our cash flow. You might have a pension. You might not. You have Social Security. Well, that's not getting you there. Maybe you have rentals uh, or REITs or Delaware Statutory Trust, something producing rental income monthly. Well, that, that's helpful. Uh, maybe you have uh, dividend-paying stocks or something like that. That's helpful or a part-time job. But what if we threw in a percentage of your portfolio in a fixed index annuity? Now we know we have guaranteed lifetime cash flow, maybe second to die, maybe increasing lifetime cash flow that can function as a piece of the pie, the cash flow pie, to get you to where you want to want to be. And so it's my wild card to produce more of that guaranteed lifetime cash flow, much like Social Security is where we have some control over how much we put into that bucket, essentially, to produce uh, monthly cash flow. And again, who doesn't want monthly cash flow? So it, it can be a very good thing in any financial plan. Some people don't need it, or some people like to take more risk with their investments, their entire investment portfolio. But most of my clients consider that a percentage of their portfolio should be safe from market losses and should produce lifetime cash flow. 
We're talking about fixed index annuities as a pension substitute with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And of course, on the radio here, we can't possibly uh, cover every possible topic insofar as this goes. So if you have questions about this topic, as always, you can call the firm at 844-MADRONA to get your questions answered there. If you have at least $500,000 to invest and you are looking to hire a new financial advisor, if you don't want a plan, you want an initial plan, you've got $500,000 or more to invest, I highly encourage you to give Madrona Financial a call and get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan. That number to call is 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. You can also find out more about the firm online and request your plan at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We'll take a very quick break on our program. Be right back with more after this. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about fixed index annuities for accumulation versus lifetime cash flow. And Brian, just a recap here, fixed index annuities are investment products offered by large insurance companies as opposed to Wall Street. So they do have an element of safety that Wall Street cannot offer. So let's talk about fixed index annuities for accumulation versus cash flow. First of all, let's talk about the accumulation. Yeah, and you're right about that. Uh, When we talk about Wall Street investments, we're mainly talking about equity markets, stock market, and bond markets, that kind of thing, commodities, those sorts of things. You can get real estate through Wall Street. You can do real estate on your own. You can do real estate through private real estate companies and so forth. And then the other area, big area, is the insurance world. Insurance companies that we think of insurance as, you know, if somebody hits my car, I get paid by insurance company. Yeah, they can do that. That's property and casualty insurance. Mm -hmm. But this is more on the investment side of the insurance world. So they are large investment companies. and, And where they differ from Wall Street is I can't really go to Wall Street and invest in something and have a guarantee that it's not going to go down in value. I can't go to Wall Street and invest in something that uh, I get guaranteed cash flow for life. That's just not what they do. What Wall Street does really good at, and there's there's four things that everybody wants in their investments, growth, security, liquidity, and cash flow. So if I want growth and liquidity, I go to Wall Street. I can invest in something, it can go way up, it can go way down, I can pull it out of the market, I can get into it on Tuesday, pull out on Thursday, get back in Monday, you know. Growth and liquidity, great. Not so good with security and cash flow. If I want that, I go to the insurance industry and I say, I want security and cash flow. And they say, great, we can do that for you. Can I have unlimited growth and unlimited liquidity? No, you can't. So I see, I can't accomplish all four things with one investment. I can't get growth, security, liquidity, and cash flow by going to Wall Street or by going to the insurance industry. I got to go to both to get what I want. And so that's why we're talking about the insurance side of things on annuities. uh, And now we want to go into the different types of annuities that are out there. So Brian, let's go back to the original question there. Once again, how can fixed index annuities help with accumulation? Yeah, so we can find fixed index annuities that can help with accumulation or uh, with lifetime cash flow. So for accumulation, as I've mentioned on the show previously, if you want just an, an investment that is protected against loss, you can go with uh, cash, money markets, CDs, 
Bonds are not protected against loss if rates go up, but you know you could buy a bond and hold it to maturity. So I guess that would be akin to uh, protection. But uh, bond yields are pretty low, so a lot of people like to go to fixed index annuities because their upside can be much higher. Some of them will offer you a hundred percent of the S and P five hundred uh, gains in a year up to a ceiling. They'll have a ceiling, and that ceiling can change from year to year. Some will give you a percentage of an index change. Uh, it could be X percentage of the gains of the S&P 500 with no ceiling. And so, you know, some of them have different, different indexes that kind of combine an equity and bond component. So when you're doing a fixed index annuity for accumulation, your potential upside can be much higher than you can get with a CD. And that's why people do them that they're looking for protection on the downside. So some years you're going to get a zero, whereas a CD, you'll never get a zero. So you go, oh, I want a CD. Well, some years, you know, I can see really healthy returns in a fixed index annuity. I could never get in even many years of owning a CD. So the reason people go for accumulation fixed index annuities is they just want some safe money that's intended to grow over time at a much higher clip, expected much higher clip, no guarantees, than any CD or or high-quality bond or money market investment could ever do. So it sounds like there isn't just one fixed index annuity. There are several different types of those. And as you said, I mean, can you put different conditions? Are there different fixed index annuities that do have different sort of riders or conditions on those? Yes, they all have differences. And and even in individual fixed index annuity for accumulation, you go, okay, I, I purchased one and because uh, Brian said this is the best company. And yeah, okay, we, we've done that. But even within that, you've got maybe five or six different crediting methods you could pick from. And you can even split it up between different ones. You say, I, I want 20% in the fixed crediting method, 20% in the S&P 500 with uh, 100% payout with a ceiling, 20% with the S&P with no ceiling, uh, but a percentage of the gains of the S&P, and 20% in the Bloomberg index, and 20% in this PIMCO index. So you can, you can switch and swap uh, different indexes to uh, allow for the upside potential. And I, I always prefer to go very aggressive with that because there's, you know, I, I wish they'd give me the triple inverse of the small cap Eastern <laughs> European uh, semiconductor yeah. index uncapped, <laughs> you know, because it's got a floor of zero. So no matter what I pick, I can't lose. So I want the thing that has the highest upside. When I'm picking, you know, when we're selecting the underlying indexes within the fixed index annuities for our clients, we want to pick something that gives you the most upside. And every once in a while, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna nail it. You probably you know it just kind of happens that way. And you look back and go, oh, I see that. I had a zero year. I had a another lousy, you know, not great year. And then I had this really good year. And if I look at all the years combined, that's way more than I would have gotten in a CD. So that's very often, you know, what it, you know, my conversation ends up, no guarantees again, but that, that, can, that can often happen in my conversations. We're talking with Brian Evans from Drone Financial Services about fixed index annuities for accumulation versus cash flow. Brian, we talked about accumulation. What about cash flow? How can fixed index annuities help with that? Yeah, so the ones that are designed for cash flow, often the crediting methods aren't as great, but we don't really care because we're buying it for lifetime cash flow. Now, the thing with a fixed index annuity is a lot of times I hear other insurance people on the radio and they're not exactly telling the whole truth. They'll, they'll say, oh, you can get this high rate of return uh, on your annuity. Well, if you're buying one for lifetime cash flow, a lot of your return is just return of your own principal. It's not just earnings. 
You don't do a $100,000 annuity, get a, a 5% payout for life, and then when you pass away, you still have 100000 for your heirs. That's just not how they work. Uh, a lot of that return is your own money. So the design of these is that if you live long enough, there won't be anything left for your heirs out of this particular investment because you wanted to have more cash flow during your lifetime with this part of your portfolio. So somebody might have a portfolio, and let's say they have 20% in one of these. Well, that 20%, if you live long enough, won't go to your heirs. So the rest of your portfolio might be left alone to grow because you're, you're getting the cash flow from this piece of it. So it's a component of a financial plan. It's not, it's not going to be a, the legacy component, though. It's going to be the cash flow component taking care of you. It's kind of like putting on the oxygen on you before you put it on, mm-hmm. on the people around you on the plane. Uh, you got to take care of you and your cash flow first, and then you can you know, look at the rest of your portfolio to determine what kind of legacy assets you might have. So it sounds like there are a lot of positives for uh, fixed index annuities for accumulation and lifetime cash flow. But why would someone not want to use this strategy? Well, if if somebody doesn't have longevity in their plans, or you know, nobody plans to wants to die early, but some people know that yeah, I don't have longevity in my family, or yeah, I haven't really taken care of myself. I'm at a point in life where I I don't expect to outlive my actuarial tables and so forth. And, and maybe you and your spouse might say that. In that case, I probably wouldn't look to one of these. These things are great, uh, can be really good if you live a long time because you get a lot of free money from the insurance company. So, you know, there there are times when they don't make a lot of sense. You're better off just self-funding. Some people um, do great on their own investing and they can get much higher returns than those promised by the insurance company. And so they say, you know, I could self-fund my own retirement. I don't need security. I got plenty of money. So if you have a lot of money, you, you may not need these. Uh, they're, but, you know, they're never bad. I mean, they're the, one of the downsides is liquidity primarily and lack of enormous growth. But again, I, I don't know a lot of people that are starting to get monthly lifetime checks to go, gosh darn it, Brian, why'd you put me in this thing? I, I keep getting these checks every month. I don't want checks every month. You know, Everybody wants a check every month. Who wouldn't want that? So the, there's certainly a, a good aspect of this, but there are situations where they just aren't appropriate for a particular investor. Yeah, if you're tired of getting those checks, just have it directly deposited and they'll come in and you just won't know about that. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of the benefits here of a fixed index annuity for accumulation versus lifetime cash flow. We talked about it as a pension alternative, but it's also could be a pretty good alternative to a CD, right? Yeah. So that's the accumulation one. And the reason I'm separating these is that they both work similarly. They both have crediting methods. I just would pick a different annuity provider for depending on the objective. So if your objective is cash flow, you know, then I'm going to pick a particular annuity from a particular company that has a really good promise for lifetime cash flow. And I probably want to pick one that has increasing lifetime cash flow because I'm concerned about inflation going forward. So that's a particular annuity. Now, that particular annuity isn't great for accumulation where you just want to park money for a period of time and have it grow without any risk. That one, I'm going to buy a different company's annuity, maybe a shorter term one, maybe a five-year, maybe a seven-year that has really good crediting methods but doesn't offer lifetime cash flow. So that's just more of an internal thing for us to decide, okay, once I know your objectives, then I can put the appropriate amount into the appropriate annuities. And maybe that appropriate amount is 0% of your portfolio. Maybe it's 30% of your portfolio. Maybe it's a couple different ones. So that's where, where the design comes in. 
Brian, being that a fixed index annuity is an insurance product as opposed to Wall Street, why can't someone just go to their insurance broker, the person that they get their health insurance or they, the person who gets their life insurance, their car insurance from, why can't they just go to them and say, give me a good fixed index annuity? Same reason you can't call Henry Ford and buy a car from Ford. Yeah. They, they go through dealerships. Uh, insurance company products have to go through insurance company dealerships. They're, they're called FMOs or IMOs. And you can only, they're only offered through licensed insurance agents. So we are licensed insurance agents as well as SEC registered, uh, registered investment advisory firm, the, the Madrona Financial. So you can't just go buy one on your own. That's the reason for that. And insurance agencies certainly are able to sell these things, as you said, but it's, it, it appears to me that there are so many variables with fixed index annuities and the way that you can purchase them that your local insurance agent who sells you your car insurance, your life insurance may not be as uh, informed about the different types of annuities. I think most people out there have a sense when they're being sold. When you go someplace, and I, have you ever gone to a timeshare thing, Jeff? <laughs> I've avoided those because I know what they're all about. You ever been to a used car lot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ever felt being sold? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There is nothing wrong with this this car here. This, this is a fine vehicle. It's perfect. It's you know, No, it's probably not. So if you are going to somebody who's really pushing annuities on you, you should probably walk away because they're trying to push something. Now, it may be a good annuity. It may not be. It may be appropriate for you. It may not be. But if they haven't done the financial plan for you, given you the detriments and why you wouldn't want to do it and make sure we're, we're clear on that, if they don't offer alternatives to that that can produce uh, what you need, then find somebody else to deal with. You know, and that's We're never going to sell someone an annuity. We can place an annuity in a plan, but we're not going to sell you on it. We're going to let it, you know, either sell itself or not by giving you the positives and the and the negatives, the detriments and the benefits. And uh, we'll decide together whether it makes sense. And so there'll never be any pressure to buy one or not to buy one because they're not appropriate for everybody. But for some people, they're very appropriate. So make sure don't get sold an annuity just because someone wants to get a commission from you. Make sure that you feel comfortable with whoever you're dealing with. So if you come into a place and say, listen, I want to buy an annuity, and they say, let me show you the annuities versus what is the problem that we're trying to solve for here, maybe you're in the wrong place. If you'd like to know more about fixed index annuities for accumulation and lifetime cash flow, certainly you can give the folks here at Madrona Financial Services a call, 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. Also, the same number if you have $500,000 or more to invest, you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, or you don't have a financial advisor, you'd like a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. Once again, the number 844-MADRONA, or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we'll be talking about the term, I hate annuities and you should too. And Brian, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people repeat that. They are attacking an asset class because they've heard someone else say, I hate annuities. 
So they're just parroting that person, but they really haven't been given any reason why you should hate a blanket asset class. Is it fair to just hate something like that without knowing anything about it? No, absolutely not. Every asset class has positive things, uh, benefits. Every asset class has detriments. Everyone. So to say, I hate annuities, you should too, is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement to make about anything. Why don't you just say, okay, I'm surprised this, this firm doesn't also say, I hate real estate and you should too. Yeah. Because they can't make money selling you uh, real estate. They, they don't sell annuities, so they hate them. I hate CDs and you should too. I hate available cash and you should too. <laughs> I hate monthly pensions and you should too. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Everything has positive and negatives. Annuities have many positives that are not offered by the stock market. And uh, certainly, uh, they'd be you know, saying this to people they haven't even met. I mean, it's like, you hate an investment class. You don't know anything about my situation. How can you just make this blanket statement? So I, I, I find it totally offensive when somebody comes out against an asset class that they don't offer and, and, and just follow the money. They don't get paid selling annuities. That's why they hate them. Well, also, there are many different types of annuities. We've been talking about fixed index annuities. There are fixed annuities. There are also variable annuities. So every class of annuity has its own strengths and weaknesses. But let's talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of the different aspects of annuities. As I said, he's uh, painting them with one broad brush. Fixed index annuities. I mean, why would anyone hate that? Can you think of any reason? Well, let's see. Uh, the new tagline would be, I hate security, and you should too. And I hate guaranteed lifetime cash flow, and you should too. Because that's <laughs> essentially what they're saying when they say, I hate annuities. Annuities are the product that can offer security against loss. They can offer guaranteed lifetime cash flow. Wall Street products cannot. And so if all this company does is sell Wall Street products, they're saying everybody should be 100% invested in aggressive portfolios 100% of the time. Yeah, but what about Mrs. Nussbaum, who's 89 years old and can't sleep at night when she sees her stuff drop and she just wants to know her money's there? Oh, no, no. She can't have any security. We need to put her in the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You know, not everybody wants to be 100% risk asset 100% of the time. They want a percentage of their portfolio that's uh, secure from losses. They want a percentage of their portfolio that can offer cash flow for life. So this is the thing that's missing in all of this when you just uh, strike out against an asset class. You know, I I should just say, I hate risk and you should too. Uh, So don't ever buy stock market, put it all in annuities. Well, I would never say that either because I think risk has a place in portfolios. Maybe not 100% for everybody or Mm -hmm. virtually anybody, but uh, it has a place too for growth and for liquidity. And so it's finding the right balance for that person. So, you know, they they could say, I hate financial planning and you should too, because they're just going to make a blanket statement that should apply to everybody. So I, I, you know, I I wanted to talk about this because I've had so many people come into my office and say, oh, I I don't want to hear about annuities. I I don't like them. I go, really? Uh, Why not? I'm not sure, but I, I know I don't like them. <laughs> Maybe you listen to those ads, I know, 10 reasons why you should hate annuities. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay, what do you know about annuities? Uh, no. yeah, nothing. <laughs> why, why do you hate them? Uh, I, I don't know. Because that fella said I should. Okay. 
If that's your reason, that's fine. But that's not a great reason because somebody somebody advertised, spent enough advertising money to convince you to hate something. Yeah, that's exactly right. Don't listen to blanket statements like that. I mean, make your own decisions. I always say do your research, do your homework, and then give your opinion rather than parroting what somebody else says. So fixed index annuities have a certainly a place, I think, in a portfolio. As you said, some of the advantages are the index part of that, that track a certain index, and you can get a percentage of that and upside many times without a downside to that. But let's go to just the regular fixed annuities without the index. Uh, Tell me more about those, why you may want to like those and why you may not want to like those. Yeah, a fixed annuity is akin to a CD. Um, They're for accumulation purposes. They're not for guaranteed lifetime cash flow. And you say, why would I do one one of those over a CD? Well, you might go to the bank and say, what's your rate on a five-year CD? And they give you a rate. And then you go to an insurance agent. I say, what's your rate on a five-year fixed annuity? It will probably be higher. That's why. You get a little bit more interest. That's why you would do a fixed annuity. And this is different from a fixed index annuity. Fixed index annuities can be zero in a given year, but they can be much higher on the upside. Whereas a fixed annuity, they're going to tell you exactly what you're going to get every year that you own that annuity. So there are fixed index annuities, there are fixed annuities, and I've heard of this thing called variable annuities. And what I know about those is that you need a securities license, not just an insurance license to sell variable annuities. What does that tell you about that? Yeah, so variable annuities, uh, one of the knocks on them is the fees are often very high on the outset, the commissions up front. And they are somewhat tied to the stock market, so you can lose money in a given year. They have some guarantees that stock market investments don't. So they're kind of a blend of stock market and annuity world. Uh, We don't work in that world. We don't offer those. When we find somebody that wants a guaranteed lifetime cash flow, we put them into the product that does exactly that, uh, the fixed indexed annuity for that. And again, this is not something you get on Wall Street. So where that is a component, and you know, I, I often say on the show, I've never met anybody that come to me and say, after getting you know checks every month, go, Brian, darn it, those checks just keep coming in the mail, and I can't make them stop. They're going to follow me around the rest of my life, aren't they? You know, nobody's ever complained about lifetime cash flow. So I don't see why that would be a terrible thing in anybody's portfolio. Maybe you have better things to do with your money. Great. But if that's one of your objectives and fixed index annuity are a great tool to satisfy that objective. So with variable annuities, as you said, they they do uh, have the opportunity to make some bigger gains because you're basically uh, playing the stock market. Is there any reason why you should do an, an annuity, a variable annuity versus just being in the market? Uh, yeah, I, I tend to like to separate the two. I, I don't want my stock market invest. You know, I, I mentioned insurance companies, they do security and cash flow. Wall Street does growth and liquidity. The variable annuity is pulling in Wall Street. So it's kind of blending the two. I'd rather have my stock portfolio be my stock portfolio personally and you know work with it that way and my safe money my my long-term you know lifetime cash flow be just designed for that be more pure as as far as the product is concerned whatever percentage i want to put into that i don't really want to blend the two and worry about really high internal fees as a result of that and so that's why we don't offer the variable annuities we'll separate the stock component from the real estate component from the life insurance component from the safe money accumulation component from the guaranteed lifetime cash flow component. We'll separate those out and specifically target the best investments in those areas. So let's go back to the original theme of the show. I hate annuities and you should too. As you said, it's because maybe those people who are saying that don't sell annuities. But is there a reason why someone who sells annuities would recommend that you not do an annuity? 
Well, they should. They don't very often. You know, I've heard it say uh, if you meet an annuity salesperson or these these folks that hate annuities and they're selling you the stock market, boy, once you get a hold of them, I understand they'll call you uh, every other day or every day and and uh, why aren't you investing with us? Invest with us. And, you know, they're pushing, 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 and finally people give up sometimes and you know, fine, take my money. I, I just quit calling me. And so uh, you know, high pressure sales. Uh, the the term I I hear is you know if if you're just selling the stock market like these guys, or if you're just selling annuities, well, they're a hammer and everybody else is a nail. And so they're just going to hit you on the head until they get what they want. And they, they call themselves, both call themselves fiduciaries. I don't see how anybody can call themselves a fiduciary and sell one product, one one asset class, and avoid every other asset class. Because, you know, that's that just, you you can't be honest with someone if, gee, uh, if uh, I sell a stock market only and they like real estate and security, I need to tell them why real estate and security is terrible and cash flow is terrible. They don't want that. They want stocks. I need to manipulate them to buy my product so I can get paid. Or conversely, I need to tell them how horrible the market is so I can sell them an annuity and how they need protection and security. They don't need any growth in their portfolio. I need to convince them of that. So it's a manipulation play if you're selling one product. And so, you know, in our my world here, we're not trying to manipulate anybody. We want to get the right answer. The right answer might be stay where you're at. Don't do a DSTs. Keep your rentals. They're great. Or whatever it is, we would be inclined to tell you that and not put you in one thing over another just because we're getting paid on one and not the other. We're talking about annuities with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. This segment, I hate annuities and you should too. We say facetiously. Brian, I've heard of immediate annuities versus deferred annuities, and I couldn't let this program get to an end without briefly describing the difference between those two. Yeah, an immediate annuity, or called often a single premium immediate annuity, you can put money in and the insurance company will start paying you back. It could be for life only. It could be life with at least 10 years. So if it's life only and you get hit by a bus in a month, that's it. You're done. If it's life only with a 10-year guarantee, you get hit by a bus, your heirs will get nine plus years of payments at least. You won't get all your money back from that. And so they pay more generally because there, there's no residual uh, or very little residual left for your heirs uh, if you have an untimely death. Uh, deferred annuities are designed to have a residual if you die prematurely, a uh, much higher residual. And they can have growth in them too. Uh, they can have increasing lifetime cash flow and, and other attributes that the SPIAs, the single premium immediate annuities, do not. So if you buy an immediate annuity, as you said, you get some immediate cash flow. It's not exactly immediate. You have what? A, you can get it a month later or yeah, up to 12 months. A month or 12 months. Yeah, it can start right away. You know, and, and your rate of return is going to be tied to how long you live. And right. so, you know, and so they can have a, a place where, where you just need to make sure you have a certain amount for a lifetime. They can have a place. I tend to like to go with, with the uh, deferred annuities to cover inflation in the future where that's appropriate. But yeah, they can have a place. So with a deferred annuity, you put money in and then that money is uh, growing. It's deferred, uh, so to speak, until you take that withdrawal. Typically, how long do people defer their money before they begin to take accumulation from that? Yeah, it depends on the product and when you need it. So obviously, the longer you wait, the the higher the payments, kind of like Social Security in that way. Some people uh, buy products, they have to wait 10 years. Some buy products, they wait until a birthday, like age 70 or age 60. Some might wait three years, some five years. There's there's generally some deferral period 
going on to kind of charge up the amount that they're going to get at retirement. We're talking about annuities with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. A lot of great information on the show today about annuities. If you've missed any part of the program, you'd like to hear it all over again. It is archived on the website at madronafinancial.com. We're also a podcast, Growing Your Wealth Is. So wherever you get your podcast, simply search Growing Your Wealth, Brian Evans, and you'll find the podcast there. Brian, I want to thank you for your time. We're out of time for this week. Once again, if you have $500,000 or more to invest and you would like to hire a new financial advisor, maybe you do not have a plan as of yet. You want someone who can talk about all these various aspects of a financial plan and you're looking to pay nothing for that, no cost, no obligation, call 844-MADRONA and schedule your meeting to get your financial plan. That's 844-MADRONA. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. As I said, out of time for this week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation, or diversification guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes.